Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. It's been a full week since spring break. Well, I mean, at least for me, I, I don't know, every part of the country, everybody has their own time period when they get spring break. I heard Washington had like spring break for three weeks. Jesus Christ. It's been a full week, so that means all the vacation time, all the free time we had, had to go, had to come to an end. We all had to get back into our regular routines, so that meant going back to school, going back to work. I don't know about y'all, but at the beginning of this week, my notifications were mostly emails. Just endless amount of them. I really need to clean up all my emails. I have like thousands. And so when I was looking at my home screen, just scrolling, just endless notifications, I never realized how often we're communicating with someone that's not physically interacting with them. And besides physical communication, today's main form of communication is online. And we're mainly using our devices to contact another individual, which is sad enough already that we have to use a device to communicate with someone that's not in our physical presence. And technology today has taken so much control of our daily lives that it's gotten a hold of how we interact with people. And that's the topic of today's episode, modern day communication. The majority of it is online, and it's made up of multiple forms. The main ones are usually texting, calling, FaceTime, email. And there's endless amounts of platforms that give us these abilities to communicate. And I'm just going to go over the most mainstream platforms. And I'm going to break down some of the pros and cons of these platforms. So there's the regular messaging app. Some most, some pros of this is it's more private. You choose to text the people that you specific that are specifically in your contacts. It's trusted people only, so you don't have to worry about the person's actions when you send send them a text, a picture, a video, because you already have an established trust with them. And you're not gonna give your phone number to a random stranger that's walking on the street. Just why would you do that? Second one's, it's simple. It's not complicated to use. It's so straightforward. Basically, anyone that's alive, well, I, I hope they know how to use the regular messaging app. Um, you don't have to, they don't have the, those extra add-ons like other social media apps have. And so basically anyone can use it. The third one is, it's not social media. It's not like Instagram snapchat or twitter that has endless amounts of content your home screen isn't being filled by social media notifications i always when i like follow someone on social media i always have i always forget to like turn off notifications because like it will automatically do them for you so i I always have to like go back and turn them off it's annoying sometimes 
And your ringer isn't going off every 10 seconds. So that's with regular messaging app. And then some cons of the app is you might every now and then get a random text from a number you don't know. Whether it's a, a text that's saying they probably have like a wrong number. They're just, oh, uh, do you have the plates that we're using or something? I don't know. Some random text that person had a wrong number or like probably like wrong de- dentist appointment. I usually sometimes I'll get texts that your de- dentist appointment's in like this location, Utah. I don't live in Utah. And then there's those scams. Like the other day, I got texts that my Venmo account was locked. But I don't have a Venmo account. So, yeah, there's that. But the regular messaging app is probably one of my favorite ways to communicate. It has all three of us texting, calling, FaceTiming. It's just simple. Okay. Then there's Instagram. Some pros of Instagram are you're exposed to more individuals. So you find people, you find new people to meet with different personalities, perspectives, vibes, views. And when you're exposed to a lot more variety of people, it's very beneficial for you because it keeps your mind open. Because if you're constrained to one thing and one thing only, when you discover something new, you're most likely to back away or be skeptical skeptical about it and then reject it. And then that keeps our minds very closed. And the second one is it's easy to share content, sharing posts and reels. I love sharing reels to like my friends on like the DMs. It's funny to like I'll see like this random reel that's just meaningless but like hilarious. So I'll usually send it to my friend and just say nothing and they're like, What is this? And just like laughing on the other side of the screen. It's funny. Um the third one is it's only well, this only applies if you have, like, a private account on Instagram. But people can only text you if you accept them as a friend. So before I started this podcast, I had a private personal account. And I transferred it to a public account thinking I would, like, gain more traction and traffic for the podcast. And I would, since making it public, I've gotten messages from fake companies and like scammers and all that stuff I I don't answer them but it's just sometimes annoying like receiving them so I do miss having a private account so this would is beneficial if you have a private account then cons those scam dms the accounts that send you a whole ass paragraph just so structured and saying oh I'm part of this clothing company and we think you're perfect if you like model for us or we'll send you free merchandise and all that stuff. I got one the other day saying, oh, I think you would be great 
if you model for our hat company. And like, I don't know what the company was called, but I looked it up online and it even exist. So, God, it was, I remember, it's annoying. Second one is, if you're not careful with Instagram, it's easy to get hacked. I remember in middle school, I would sometimes receive a DM that's saying, oh, I made this for you, or like, oh, I need help like logging to my account or something like that. And you would have to like click a link and like log in again and then put in your password. And it was just so annoying. It was just easy ways to get scammed. Like a lot of middle schoolers and like young people would, well, younger people would get trapped in those little scams. It's sad. Um, and then there's Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. Um, I have a bone to pick with Snapchat, but first <laughs> let's get to the pros of Snapchat. Uh, picture, okay, some pros of Snapchat are pictures and videos have, like, those time limits and show you the action of the person, like, of what, the, what they do with the photos that you send. So, I like how the app lets you know when the person saves a picture in the chat or when they save it to their camera roll. Because you don't want, like, a random stranger having a picture of you in their camera roll. This just, it creeps me out. That's scary. Um, second one is you can share your location with your close friends. I, every time my friend would either take an Uber, have to walk home close at night, anything like that, we would always share, they would share like their location with me just to know they're safe. And I like that aspect of it. Um, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so, like, you, you can never be too careful. Uh, the screenshot notification is the third one. I like how this one, like, kind of links back to the pictures and videos notification. But I don't want other people that I don't know seeing conversations I have with my friends. Not necessarily there's something bad going on, but... It's, it's personal, like, I don't want, what stays in the chat with my friend, what stays in the chat with my best friend stays in the group chat, or whatever it is, and she can agree, if people saw what we talk about, <laughs> we would probably get canceled, we were just ruthless on there, I don't want anyone seeing that shit, she probably doesn't want anyone either, so, there's that, cons, you could be sharing your location with everybody and you wouldn't know it. I didn't know this probably. Well, actually, when I downloaded Snapchat, I knew, like, it shared your location. But I didn't want anyone knowing my location, so I, like, immediately turned it off. But when I went to, like, find the settings for it, it immediately, immediately turned it on for everyone to see. And I didn't know that. The amount of people that they have their location on and they don't even know it, that's scary. Because you have to manually turn it off. The, the, once you download the app, it automatically does it for you. And so it's, it's weird that, I mean, I don't know if anyone else does it, but sometimes you click like that, the icon of like 
locations. I usually do it because my brother and I share locations. And, you know, I want to know where he is. Sometimes he goes for a bike ride or, like, a walk. And I'm like, just make sure that he's safe. And I'll see someone from school that lives very close to me. I don't even know if they're... I don't even know if they do know their locations on. That's weird. Um, Second one is people contact you or, like, whatever. They want something out of you. Whether whether that be money or nudes. I'll be sent... Sometimes I get sent, like, a text or a snap saying... Oh, do you want to make some money? Go to this link. Or, of course, um, of course I'm not going to click the link. Or you'll get sent the classic. Do you send? <laughs> Why? I, I like messing with, like, these types of, um, uh, like, text. Because it can go, it's so funny. I'll go probably either one of two ways. Either one, I'll send them... I'll know I don't send, go read a book, take a piss, and go touch some grass. Just find a life, please. Or I'll say yes and send them, like, a fake Pokemon card and just block them. You know, it's it's fun to fuck with them. It's funny. And this is why I also have beef with Snapchat. Beef with Snapchat. One of three things always happens, and this is how the process goes. Number one, I'll get a friend request saying, like, they added me from the quick ads, you know? And it's usually from a guy. I'll get girls, and I don't know. They'll probably, I'll accept them, and we'll probably, like, start a snap streak or something, and I get bored and just kind of leave them. Sorry, I'm sorry. I can't stand snap streaks that much. I'm not consistent with them. I have other things to do. Uh, but yeah. But usually I'll get one from a guy. And I'll accept it. I'll only accept it if like we have mutual friends. Otherwise I won't. And then. Okay. One of the situations is that. They'll follow me. I'll follow them back. And then we. I don't receive no no texts. No snaps. No nothing. In which I prefer this, just rather than the next two situations. The second situation is the person that I accepted the the request, um, like, text me. I'll open it, and they'll say, hey. I'll reply, hey, right? They hit me with a W-Y-L-L. Or... What do you look like? This enough is a toxic green flag, red flag, not green flag, no, a red flag. And because I already know they just want to know if I'm pretty enough to talk to them. Like, it's just toxic, whatever. And so I don't want to send them a picture of me or something. So I'll just send them over my Instagram. I mean, I'll try to get a follow after out like out of it like I mean the wins win um so I'll send them over my Instagram because I have like some pictures on there and so they go check it out and they either leave me on open or delivered or something which is rude I get it but 
when they leave me on open, I have this tendency to go see like who this who was this person. So they'll like their account name usually has like first and last name, right? So I'll go on Instagram and like put in the first and last name and in uh Snapchat does like the quick ads by location. So I'm like they're they're probably like not in England, you know? It's just kind of a no brainer. So I'll go on Instagram, put in the name under like the search bar, and then a name pops up that matches or like a profile picture matches the their bit emoji. And then I'll go to see like what they looked like if they have a if a picture if they have a picture on their account. And I'll look at it and not to bring anyone down for their appearance because th- that's not okay to do. But And I'm no Bella Hadid or Megan Fox, you know, but I like to think of myself as a decent-looking person. Like, I have nice features. So when they leave me on open and I see their picture and I know they're only thinking if I'm, they're wanting to see if I'm pretty or not, I'm just stunned, but flabbergasted by the audacity these people have because come on dude i'm sorry i'm out of your league like not to do like a giant ego boost but no you you no you have a you need some help sorry um i don't let it get to my head the no but for real the amount of ego they have to think that i'm not pretty enough to talk to you no it's I, I try not to let it get to my head. I don't let it get to my head. I'm just like, after that, I'm like, bitch. And then I'll move on. It's a it's a two-second process. It's a, Yeah, it's nothing too serious I'm worried about. And the third situation is, after they see my Instagram account, I'll get hit with a, damn, so beautiful for what? <laughs> God. Or, damn, you're really pretty. I'll take the compliment. I'm just, I'll, I'll take it. I'll tell them thank you. And I'll usually ask how old they are because, you know, I need to know. Because age matters. And I'll get two types of people. Fucking 13-year-olds that think they're the shit. And, like, it's horrible. And I'll immediately block. I'm not continuing a conversation with you. Dude. You're in fucking middle school. I'm about to... Wow, I'm almost not a minor. That's scary to think about. Exciting, though. But, dude, you're in middle school. You're a child. Please go away. Or I'll get 21, 22, 23-year-olds that don't care if they're going to catch a case or not. Like, sir, I am still a minor. These people couldn't give a rat's ass. When, when I say I'm into older people, I didn't mean this old. I mean, 20-year-olds 20 year aren't old, but you guys know what I mean. And so I immediately, immediately blocked them as well. And the guys that are my age are the ones that leave me unopened. So basically, Snapchat... It's not a good place for me. Um, So some of you would probably ask, why don't you delete it? The reason I won't delete Snapchat is for one reason and one reason only. 
I'm in a group chat with my friends and I want to stay in that group chat. They don't want to move to like text messages or Instagram. And so literally that's it. That I'm, I'm only I only kept Snapchat for that reason. And so I try to I try to find a way the other probably last week to find a way how I can be okay with having Snapchat. And just how can I get rid of or like the problems of Snapchat? So what I did was remove everyone from my like friends list unless I physically know who they are. If I don't physically know you, I've never met you in my life, you're not on that list. So either I have conversation with you, conversations with you daily, you go to my school, uh, I know you at work, or I've known you since elementary school or middle school. I mean, I kept one person on there because I, <laughs> oh god, I think they're cute and I'm delusional. So <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason one person that I don't know is on there. But anyways. <laughs> It has made my experience a lot better. Snapchat just gotten a lot better. I would suggest just don't add from quick ads and all that stuff. It it just makes your life so much easier. And I think everyone can say at least once that they had at least one negative experience with online communication. And... That led me to have an idea that it like my light bulb turn on, you know, you can just imagine the, ping, you know, like the, yeah, well, it's more of, it's like an idea and a wish. What if as a society, we went back to the time that we had to write letters to people? I know some of you might be thinking, Daniela, you're crazy. Why would I ever do that? It's so old-fashioned or not. No. Okay, hear me out. Realistically, this idea isn't feasible. Like, we can't get society as a whole to just throw out their phones, throw out their computers, laptops, whatever, iPads, all that technology, and just throw it in a dumpster. Some people would. Very few people would. Probably, like, some extreme, like, granola people. If you don't know what, like, like a granola person is, it's, like, those very nature, healthy, vegan, you know those people? That's, like, yeah, those people. But that's a very few, very low percentage. Some people would, but the majority wouldn't. So hear me out. You you have to step back and understand why it would be a good idea. So number one, it's private. You personally have to know the person you're writing to. You already have an established trust with them. And you're not receiving scam messages or being asked for news or shit like that. Okay, two, conversations would be less dry. Do you know the amount of dry conversations I've had with people? horrible you're you're not going to receive a letter from your best friend or whoever and if they write something about 
or say something funny in the letter, you're not going to grab a piece of paper and a pen, write LOL, period, put in the paper in the envelope, lick the flap, seal it, walk your ass to the mailbox and put it in and wait two to three business days for a reply. It's absurd. It's bonkers. Why would you do that? You would actually have to put some time and thought. You have to write a decent amount and continue the conversation. You're not just going to write LOL. (laughs) Imagine writing LOL. I'm sorry, that takes me out. Um, the (laughs) The third would, you would have to, you learn to like cherish their message and time. So when I was younger, I would write letters to my grandma because she lives in Mexico. And I was probably like eight or eight or nine, seven, eight or nine. And I, actually I take that back. I wouldn't write the letters. My mom would write the letters. I, I couldn't write in Spanish. So my mom would just ask me, oh, what do you want to say to her? And I'll say what I wanted to say to her, and then she'll write it in Spanish, and we'll send the letter to her. And to anyone that hasn't ever sent or received a letter from somebody, it's one of the most exciting feelings ever. Your excitement levels rise when you you see the letter, like you have it in your hands, and then... You're, like, trying to open up the envelope, but you have to be very careful not to rip the actual letter itself. And that, like, that peak, that slight high, when you're, like, just starting to read the words on the page, there's nothing like that experience. It's, and side note, when you're, like, reading the letter and notice that their handwriting, it adds to the letter because it's their handwriting, no one else's. It could be, like, this very fancy cursive or just the worst handwriting ever, but you just know it's them. It's it's just add a little, like, you know? I can't find that word, but there has, there has to be a word out there for that. And with letters can come, like, actual physical copies of, like, photos. And that person sent that photo for for you to have, and that's a special thing. And so I'm hoping you guys understand where or, like, why I find it, like, cool if we went back to writing letters instead of having online communication. Because when it comes to the struggles of online communication, we, we always have to find the positives in them. Always remember and focus on the conversations that you had your with your friends or your family or coworkers. I I love my coworker group chat so much. It just it's hilarious. Um we always have to find those positives and remember try always remember the text that made you die of laughter. You're just holding your phone, just a tear is going down your cheek. Um, the texts that make you smile at your phone. Yesterday, I was in my pre-calculus class, and, I mean, you guys know I'm, like, a big observer and just of people. So, 
I noticed this one girl, she was on her phone, and she, like, broke out a smile. I think she was probably texting somebody, I don't know. But she broke out a smile, and that just made me smile. It, I don't know. I always, we always, I always remember the small moments, so let's try to remember those small moments because it's the little things that can make your day better. And with that, thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week. Bye.